Today I want to talk to you about Epiphany. Epiphany, historically and biblically, was about the three wise men, or the three kings, and they came looking to find the king of the Jews, they said. They had seen this astronomical phenomenon, some star. It led them to Israel. They're looking around. I mean, Israel is decently big. <laughs> the old uh, star sat-nav wasn't all that accurate, so they go, to, you know, anyway, you know the story. They eventually find their way to Bethlehem. They find the baby Jesus and Joseph and Our Lady. What's amazing is the scripture says they, they went, they bowed low and they worshipped him. Actually talks about them worshipping this little baby, which is way ahead of, you know, Jesus being a grown man, doing miracles and proclaiming the kingdom and being recognized eventually after his resurrection by his disciples. And that's when they, they worship him. That's all in Matthew 28. These guys are, they're worshiping Jesus in Matthew, was it chapter two? They were way ahead of the mark. Sometimes you need someone who is a long distance from God to really get it. That's why sometimes converts who, who enter the church, are, they get it way, way better than people sometimes who grew up as Catholics. Anyway, these boys got it and they bent down and they worshipped this little baby. So recognize him certainly as royalty, quite possibly as more than that. And they brought three gifts. So they brought gold, frankincense and myrrh. A newborn baby doesn't have much use for this stuff, right? So there's been a, a long tradition of interpreting what these three gifts mean. So here's my thought about Epiphany and for ourselves. Christmas is really about God coming to us. It's about God giving us the greatest gift he could, which is himself, which is always the greatest gift when you give yourself. Epiphany then is the, our response to God's goodness. And this could summarize the whole movement, the whole essence of, of our Christian following, our, our discipleship or being a follower of Jesus. It's encountering his movement towards us, his kindness and goodness, his undeserved favor and goodness, which is what grace is. He comes to us and saves us and loves us unconditionally, no matter who we are, what we've done, where we've been, and invites us into his kingdom, into his church, into his very heart and home to become flesh and family with him. We receive all this, we encounter this for real, and if we don't respond, we're probably dead. <laughs> and Jesus talked really strongly about this. If you are a tree that bears no fruit, then you will be cut down and you'll be thrown in the everlasting fire. Yeah, you're a tree, you have life, you receive all this goodness through your roots from God, but you don't bear fruit. You don't have any love and any give back. There's no turning back to God and saying, wow, thank you. Then you are in a sense already dead and you will be really, really dead. <laughs> When the angels come, chop you down and chuck you in fire. As always, Jesus has some really strong words about this stuff. So, so the point is, just respond <laughs> to the amazing gift, which is so beautifully kind of summarized and communicated through the message of Christmas. Let's respond, guys. Let's take this feast. And there's a particular grace on this feast, I believe, of giving back to God and praying about how am I giving back to God and this is even a great New Year's examination of conscience. So these three gifts that the guys brought, the three wise guys, they can really help us as a starting point. So gold. Some say, well, that represents the fact that Jesus is a king. and We should recognize that he is truly our king and Lord and let him be so. That's a great one. Also represents money. 
just a, an encouragement to be generous, to, to tithe. I highly recommend tithing, which means giving a tenth of your income. Some people give it before tax and some give it after tax. That would be up to you. Does that make you nervous? Tithing, giving, giving to God, giving to the poor, giving to the church. Do you think you don't have enough? Well, this is how we start to live a supernatural life is we stop trusting in our wallet and we start trusting in Jesus. Like Jesus, he, he has you, he's got you. Little baby Jesus, he got loads of money. So you just take a risk, give it a go. So I'm going to give this a go for the coming year. I'm going to do this as a step of faith, Jesus. I really need the money, but I know that uh, I need you more. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway, the, the frankincense was used in worship. It was burned in the temple. They had a whole separate uh, altar of incense. And when they were offering the sacrifices under the Old Covenant, they would often also be burning incense. It was part of the sacrifice. St. Paul then talks about us being like incense, a sweet-smelling aroma, this, the aroma of Jesus uh, in the world. This is kind of to do about your prayer and your worship of God. And of course, that's pretty basic stuff and to make sure that we are offering that in our life. And then lastly, we have this other more unusual one, which is myrrh. 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 It was kind of a, a spice, like an aromatic perfume sort of thing, which was quite strong smelling. The Jewish people would use it if when they were preparing the, their dead for burial. So this was used for Jesus' burial. He was wrapped in, in a, a shroud with, uh, with spices, and it talks about that in the Bible. So what does this mean? Why do you give that to a baby? That's <laughs> kind of weird. Uh, so it's considered to be a prophecy of Jesus' sacrifice and death. And uh, the way I, I really think this is most beautifully expressed, uh, it represents sacrificial love. Boom. And Jesus doesn't want part of you. He doesn't want like one hour a week. He wants all of you. And he's not just trying to be selfish or spoil all your fun. What about stuff for me? Well, you get to be fully you when you give yourself because you were created to love. The opposite of, of living a life of love is living a life of selfishness because love means to live for the other, to live for God, to pour yourself out. That's how you're made. And if you don't do that, you're going to be unsatisfied. You're going to turn back on yourself like the Dead Sea is dead because it doesn't give, it doesn't pour anything out. You were created to pour yourself out. So you were created to be just like Jesus. He came to reveal not only God, but also man. He came to reveal you to you, that you are supposed to live just like him. And he will give you all the grace, all the love, all the overflow of love so that you can live that way. So you can make a total gift of your life to God and to others. What does that look like for you? What are you specifically called to? These three wise men, they had this specific call, even just for this, whatever year it was, that this research and trip pilgrimage took that was part of their mission in life and they made it into the bible so that's if that's all you did in life that'd be pretty good but you have a very particular mission that only you can do what is that do you know what that is the way not to do a little sideline thing but something really what, what is it that you, how do you serve god and i don't mean you have to do your full-time job doing this but there's always something that is integral to our life, some way that we can serve and minister in the world, in the church, some way that we can help others come to encounter Jesus and his love. Do you know what that is? 
And this is really important and God wants to show that to you. So on Epiphany, I really encourage you, pray for that grace. Lord, what is my mission? And pray for it any old day because he will show you so that you can live this life of total self-gift in response to him who held nothing back of himself, as St. Francis said. I can't remember what St. Francis said. It was something amazing. It was incredible. It was super holy and it, uh, it totally changed my life. <laughs> anyway, God bless you. I hope that is helpful. As St. Francis did say, I remembered what it was now. St. Francis said, hold back nothing of yourselves for yourselves. He that gives himself completely waits for all of you. Okay, there you go. Bye-bye again. <laughs> Irish goodbyes. Bye-bye-bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye-bye-bye.